A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Brewer. On the app, on your smart speaker, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 25th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk. Coming up, the latest immigration figures will be out this morning. We're expected to reveal net legal migration to the UK rose above 700,000 last year. And it may well be far above that. Meanwhile, Ofgem will announce their uh, energy price cap drop. It's expected to fall by £450. We'll get that announcement at 7. Uh, meanwhile, the chair of the COVID inquiry has demanded the government hands over the release, hands over a release of potentially embarrassing WhatsApp messages between Boris Johnson, Rishi Sunak and others who led Britain's response to the pandemic. And uh, Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, who sold 100 million records in a career spanning six decades, has died aged 83. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Uh, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. And I'm delighted to say I'll be on a full show today. Um, I've been released from my jury duty. I've been doing all week, hot-footing it from here to uh, Crown Court, straight to, from the studio at 9.30 in the morning this week, but um, uh, been released after uh, finished a, a three-day trial and uh, a verdict given and uh, back back released into the wild again. Um, uh, so um, whether that's good news or bad news, because you might well be missing MG and, uh, and Kevin at 9.30. Um, but um, a big thanks to the boys for stepping in for the last couple of days, helping me out. So do miss civic duty. Um, did I just say Benedict Spence is here, Conservative commentator? Amazingly, somehow not behind bars. No one knows how. Um, I have to say, I have to say, if I thought I was going to be a appearing in a courtroom again many years after being a news reporter doing a lot of court cases didn't expect to be in the jury box no put it that way <laughs> didn't think that was where i would end up um so much to talk about today um 
lots of tributes being paid to Tina Turner. I mean, mm. she's all over the front pages. I mean, absolutely dominates and quite, grabbing the papers here, quite rightly, an absolute legend and very, very sad news. But um, I think there's a lot more, unfortunately, news that is affecting people's lives right yeah. now today that we will need to focus on. Um, let's talk about the off-gem energy price cap, though. That is, that is That's going to be announced at 7 o'clock. Um, we got the figures from inflation yesterday. Mm. Uh, it's down. Yay! Ten points. I always try and do the yay. <laughs> Because I like to do some good news every now and then. Feel good news on Talk TV. Uh, 8.7%, which is a whoppingly high inflation rate. Um, uh, But um, it's, although not as bad as Turkey. You know, these recent elections and this Uh, Sunday, we've got Erdogan facing that runoff. not as bad as Turkey or Lebanon uh, or Argentina. Turkey, (laughs) Turkey officially 50%, realistically 100%. Imagine 100% inflation. And that guy's getting re-elected. Yeah, (laughs) imagine. What a country. Rishi's an act looking and going, how have you managed that? Yeah, and massive inflation immigration levels as well yeah. Who knew? anyway yeah um the inflation rate is finally making a proper jump down back mm. into single figures and again this is a part of those five pledges that the rishi sunak gave although we are expecting the interest rate uh, to go up to five percent yeah. in a couple of months time look i mean you know people's mortgages and rents are going sky high but the energy price has been the really big issue it's been driving a huge amount of our of our costs and, and driving inflation the off-gem energy price cap um is around sort of the two and a half thousand pound mark going to go down to around the two thousand mark set for by around 450 pounds a year we don't know the exact figures now that that is going to make a difference that's going to make an actual real difference Mm. to everybody's lives in this country in terms of bills the amount of money coming out of their bank accounts every month yeah it is um important to put it into some context of course we are approaching summertime and we have had a a longer but actually relatively mild winter so it's not been quite as serious it did not feel mild to me i sat in my coat quite a lot the it didn't get down. To it it very rarely sort of got down to the sort of the minus four or five that sometimes yeah. we do see. Even but in most London. of us pay on a direct debit basis, mm. um, and therefore those they deliberately spread those over the month. So yeah. we, a lot of us have kind of already paid ahead. Amortized. Should we expect yeah. that our, our uh, um, you know, we, without knowing when they would go down, or should we expect our our uh, direct debits to plummet now? I don't think I, I wouldn't expect them to plummet because actually I think that there'll be a sort of a cautiousness about this, given actually how the last couple of years have gone. Um, I I don't think you'll necessarily feel the difference. You certainly won't feel the difference broadly across all of your outgoings, given that food prices have yet to be affected uh, quite as massively as things like energy has. So it sort of balances itself out. And as you say, we're sort of sitting here saying, oh, inflation is coming down, but it is still at 8%, more than 8%. You know, prices are still going up at quite a rate of notch. So I don't think it's quite cause for celebration no, just yet. No. Most people will continue to feel the pinch. Yeah, absolutely. Again, most people, most people in this ha- in this country do not have mm. uh, the, the sort of extra cash, uh, as we've seen. Um, those immigration stats, though, that is what the government is really dreading because that is going in completely the wrong direction. Yeah. We are expecting to see the figures for the final figures for 2022 uh, to be looking at a, above 700,000, more than doubling from where they were, well more than doubling from where they were pre-Brexit. And this is the mm-hmm. thing that I think people, <laughs> you know, it is a bit of a, now taking back control, take back yeah. control, that's what we're going to do. And the key thing about that, and for me it wasn't, oh, you know, I'm a little England, I don't want any of those dirty foreigners coming to my country. I don't think that was what most people who voted Brexit, there may have been some mm. who thought that, uh, um, but I, that, that is not what the vast majority of us thought. It was about us being in control of who comes here. Oh, are, are you a Nobel Prize winning scientist? Are you coming here to do a job that is skill that we don't have? 
please come in. Thank you very much. Great to have you on board. Thank you for coming and joining our community. That is very different from mm. shipping in hundreds of thousands of people who happen to be the families of a student or or, or on low income, even if they're coming mm. in on um, on visas, work visas, they're coming in paying paid below average incomes, doing relatively low skilled work when we have, yeah. as we also discovered today, 3.7 million people on jobless benefits who are exempt from looking for work at all. I wish I could remember who it was that I read during the the during the the campaign for Brexit, who was saying actually if you're pro-immigration, there should be an argument in favour of voting for Brexit because what you will see is the sort of the free market liberals if they are in charge, then they will turn the taps on because this is a very easy way in their mind to prop up a failing economy without having to invest too much. Um, so you know it, it's. It is not at all, I think, what a lot of people voted for. Even, as you say, people who were not voting Brexit for uh, purely immigration reasons were not expecting the numbers of people to be jacked up quite this high, especially juxtaposed with the fact that investment in things like infrastructure and housing has not gone up at all, and we're suffering a shortage of those things. So it's, I think it's a bit of a slap in the face uh, for a lot of Brexiteers because the idea of taking back control appears to have been uh, the government and institutions opening the doors and going, well, we can't do anything about it. We're completely out of control. But if you vote Labour, it'll be worse. That literally seems to be the position of the government. And I think an awful lot of people will feel very betrayed by that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I really do think, and again, we've been focusing so much on uh, the, the boat, the channel mm. boats, you know, the tens of thousands coming over on those dingy, kitty dinghies from Calais. Like, we must stop the boat, stop the boats. We've seen the Prime Minister with that written on the podium when mm. he's giving a speech. And and it really does feel like, a, look over here, look over here, don't look over there, don't, don't look over look Pay over no here, look, look, oh, we're very angry curtain. about this. Oh, we're going to do something <laughs> about this. Oh, oh Roma- you know, Rwanda, Rwanda. Oh, mm. well, let's focus, all those lefty lawyers. But look, look here, look here. And me, Meanwhile, behind, we've got a trail of people. Now, I'm not I'm not you know, intrinsically opposed to any of these individual people. I'm sure if I met any of these people, I'd say, oh, lovely, lovely to meet mm. you. Thank you very much. When do you arrive here? Coming here to work. Well, we can't tell these people are coming here to work. Well, actually, a lot of these people are dependents. Yep. They are you know, foreign students, students. who come here and their, their kids are coming here. You don't uproot your family like that unless you're planning to stay. A lot of people do stay. We've got yeah, a couple of hundred thousand Ukrainians, you know, largely mums with young children, uh, who enough. I think we are very happy to open our doors to people from Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, who again British passport holders very happy to open our doors to um, and many people who are skilled who are coming here and doing vital jobs but the fundamental concern I think most of us have is that mm. um, why do we need these people to come and fill jobs why are these pe- jobs not being done by people in our own country again why have we not for well. decades now not trained enough people to work in the NHS mm. most other countries manage to train up enough people to work in their health service why are we why do we you know yes let's bring in top scientists absolutely well, you know why do we have millions of people not working uh, and people mm. working part time there are millions of people who work <clears throat> But they can't pay their bills. We're no. still subsidising them yeah. with the housing bill and everything. Um, while we've got people bringing in people to, you know, drive Ubers and work in Amazon warehouses. Well, I'm Delivery sorry. Delivery drivers. Yeah, and all I'm that. sorry. You yeah. know, if you if you want a job better than that. And, you know, I've done every rubbishy job going. Yeah. Um, but at some point in my life, and totally proudly, I'm never I'm not ashamed of any job I've done. Um, but you know, if you don't want a job like that, you know what? You're going to have to work harder in school. You're going to have to work harder in your job and do better. Mm. And if that's the only job you can get, well, tough, that's the job you're going to have to do. But yeah. I'm not willing to go to work and pay taxes to fund you to sit on your backside all day. I think you need to, we, we need to look at it, especially when it comes to uh, foreign students, you need to look at where the breakdown of people coming from is. The vast majority, uh, uh, especially with those with dependents, are 
are coming from India and Nigeria, followed also then by Pakistan, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. But, you know, they're significantly smaller. But it's very interesting, I think, especially in the case of India, that this is the country that we are sort of going cap in hand to to try and sign a new trade deal. Because, of course, remember, if we leave the European Union, we'll be able to sign all of these wonderful new trade deals. Well, we're going to India to say, please give us a trade deal. We'll overlook your Hindu nationalism. We'll overlook all of that sort of thing. And we're more than happy as long as you give us a trade deal. And the price for that trade deal is India going, okay liberalise immigration laws. Yeah. And we're saying, yeah, absolutely, come on in. And that, what? I'm afraid, Why is a sign they... of our changing position in the world when it comes to growing In terms of our power. Yeah. Here's, no, here's the thing, though. Why is it in the interests of, of a, a big power and a rising power? Mm. And again, um, this year will become the biggest population country in the large population yeah. country in the world, but taking over China. Mm. Um, why is it in India's interest for people to be able to leave India to come and live and work here? Surely, I mean, when we know what one of the things that happened to Poland that was terrible for them was, oh, you know, brightest and best and go getting entrepreneurs all jetted off uh, to come and work in places like the UK where they when we had that free movement yeah. and they lose a lot. Of that. OK, people now going back, they, they back. take their money back. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, do you want a lot of your brightest and best to go for a new life in Britain? Wouldn't you want them to stay in India and, and build your country? Because let's it's, face it, India may be a super house economy, but it's also an absolute this basket is, This case. is the problem. It's not actually the brightest and best that are coming here. It's not. Uh, we have to remember. And when you look at actually where these people go to university, they're not all going to Oxford and Cambridge or even the Russell Group universities. They're not. They're going to the former polytechnics to do quite basic postgraduate courses. It is a lie that this is allowing us to bring in the brightest and the best. But we are wait, getting wait, cheap wait a minute. Labour they're bringing us in forty billion. We're told the university sector is giving us forty billion pounds worth of, uh, uh, you know, in addition to the our, government our is more than happy to subsidise them. And very often these are Why? the second. The, Why? Very often though, also these are the second and third sons. These are the people who are not. And this is the other thing to remember. It is mainly young men. That is why there are so many dependents coming. Because in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, people get married very young. They have children very young and you can't then leave your wife at home in a place like you know, Pakistan mm-hmm. or somewhere like that. It's incredibly dangerous. That's why they get married off young because that's how the society works. That's why we have so many dependents coming. It is a question of exporting people. There is an element of prestige. Britain is the former colonial power and then mm-hmm. you get to say, ah, my son, he lives in London now. He works in London. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he's doing, that, but he lives again, there. You look, you've done a lot of work in that part of the world, yeah. which is why you're, you're, you're self this. But again, the key thing for me is nobody asked us. Well, that's Nobody the whole. That's why I say. That's why I say people will feel very betrayed because at mm. no point in the Brexit discussions was we're going to sign a fantastic trade deal with India, which means hundreds of thousands of people will come, but we won't build you any new houses or schools. Nobody, nobody or, said that. Or training extra doctors. Of course, um, we're going to talk about this throughout the morning. Don't forget, there's off-gen figures coming out very soon. I'm next. Going to talk about the COVID inquiry. I've got high hopes now for the COVID inquiry. We might actually get to the bottom of things. This is Talk Breakfast on the app on your mobile. Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.